Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'd like to welcome everyone tonight. If you are a guest with us in the middle of this holiday week, we are glad to have you service. Thank you for being here. If you're watching us online, wherever you may be tonight, we thank you for connecting with us wherever you are. Pray that you're blessed by this service here tonight. Praise God. Isn't it good to have Bishop in service with us? Praise God. Amen. He's not 100%, but good enough to be here, and we're thankful for that. Praise God. We give honor to Him and the Mother Right tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I, I want to read one verse of Scripture. My apologies to uh, Brooklyn Park. Had no intent, no idea of preaching tonight what I touched on last Sunday morning. I actually preached this in Baltimore a little while back and we were, my mother and my wife and I went to Sister Howard's funeral in the course of the evening. I don't really remember who it was, but somewhere throughout that evening, someone made the statement that there was a verse that was, I don't remember exactly, it was either Sister Howard's favorite verse or it was one of her favorite verses. I got to tell you, it's a little bit different than what's normally our favorite verse. You know, some of us, we like that one, my God shall supply all your needs. Others, it's no weapon formed against us. 23rd Psalm, 91st Psalm, all those, those great ones. But when they said this verse, quoted it, it just really stuck in my mind Again, I preached this in Baltimore, but I felt led to preach it tonight. I was really hoping for some real fluffy holiday-ish message, but I should know better. Uh, I don't want you getting worried. but So one verse, and I want to read it from the King James, and then I'll read it from a couple of other translations, but... 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 15. 2 Corinthians 12 and 15. and Simply says this. Paul says, I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. I want to focus on the first half of this verse, but all the, every Every pastor, every person in leadership needs to note what Paul said because that's what it feels like a lot of times. He said, the more I love, the more abundantly I love, the less it feels like I am loved. So you're in good company if you've ever felt that way. But The first half, I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. The Amplified says it like this, I will most gladly spend myself and be utterly spent for your souls. And the Message Bible says, I'd be most happy to empty my pockets, even mortgage my life for your good. I want to preach tonight on this simple subject, spend me, spend me. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the privilege of being in your presence. I know that 
we're kind of in the middle of the hustle and bustle of the climax of the holiday season, but I thank you for the privilege of being in your presence tonight. I also pray your blessings upon all of those that aren't here that may be traveling, that you would keep your hand of protection and safety upon them. God, I pray that for us that are here tonight, thank you for already manifesting your presence, but now I pray that you would speak to us through your word. God, I do not desire to just simply preach a sermon tonight. We don't need that, but what we need is to hear something from you. So I trust you and believe that you will speak through me tonight, God. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Trust you for your anointing, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We have just finished up with what is a big time for a lot, for many of spending my understanding that the retail world pretty much looks to this time of year to really where they make their money, make up for the losses basically of the majority of the year. And then at this time of year, it's all the holiday spending that goes on and presents that are bought that help bail them out. And so many of you, perhaps parents especially, I realize some here, Tonight, perhaps, do not really involve yourself in Christmas and giving, and we respect that, and don't judge us too harshly for doing it and enjoying doing it. But we, we, we many here have been spending. There, there's two levels, and there's two levels that I find with what Paul says in this verse. And the first thing he says is, I will spend. The word spend simply means this, to incur expense. It is to expend, it is to spend. So Paul is saying, I am willing to incur expense. I am willing to spend what I have. We, we, we have differing people here tonight have different things that you value. And so there are things, there are different things that you will spend on that Perhaps others wouldn't spend on. Some here tonight value what you wear very, very much, and so you will spend on clothing. Maybe not necessarily name brand clothing, but you'll spend to, to look good. You don't always have to spend a lot to look good, I tell you, you, you don't. And apparently nowadays you can spend a lot and look kind of raggedy and worn out. Go buy $60 jeans that are full of holes. I'll give you a pair for 10 bucks like that. But you, you decide what you're willing to spend on and how much you're willing to spend. And I, I find a lot of times we kind of judge others because they spend on things that we don't value. We, we get a little bit self-righteous about that. I, I've said it many times before and I'll say it again. I, I, I call me carnal, call me whatever you want to call. I like name brand stuff. I, I like to have the little guy sitting on the horse on my chest. I like to have that. I, and, and I normally don't. And if I do, chances are it came from an outlet or somebody gave it to me for a present, but I like it. Some of you are sitting there going, <sighs> 
I'm sure if I ask you what you spend on, I'd think some things you spent on were ridiculous. Bottom line is, I determine. It's that way with simply with food. I was in a situation recently at a restaurant where somebody ordered some, some steak, and I'm sitting there going, I would never order steak here. I got to tell you, if you're paying five bucks for a steak, you're probably getting a $5 steak. And if that's good enough for you, then you just stay there. Don't, don't. I got some gift cards for Christmas. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh-huh. A couple of places I will be checking out here over the next several weeks. It'll be the only time I go. Because I can't afford it, but I sure do like it. You, you spend for what you value. You spend the amount that you value. So Paul says, I am willing to spend. I am willing to give. But you see, here's the problem with this first part. I am in control. I'll spend, but it's my decision. There have been a few times through the years that one of my kids wanted something and, 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 and as long as they thought I was buying it. But then if we decided you want it, you buy it with your own money, all of a sudden it, it wasn't wanted anymore. I'll spend your money, Dad, but I'm not spending my own money. I, I, I determine, I have to decide, what am I willing to spend? And so Paul says, I will gladly, I'll gladly spend. I'm happy to give. I'm happy to take what is mine and give. Barnes note says this, I am willing to spend my strength and time and life and all that I have for your welfare as a father cheerfully does for his children. Any expense which may be necessary to promote your salvation, I'm willing to submit to. The labor of a father for his children is cheerful and pleasant, such is his love for them that he delights in toil for their sake and that he may make them happy. The toil of a pastor for his flock should be cheerful. He should be willing to engage in unremitted efforts for their welfare. And if he has any right feeling, he will find it, he will find pleasure in that toil. He will not grudge the time demanded. He will not be grieved that it exhausts his strength or his life any more than a father will who toils for his family. And as the pleasures of a father who is laboring for his children, are among the purest and most pleasant which people ever enjoy, so it is with a pastor. Perhaps on the whole, the pleasantest employment in life is that connected with the pastoral office. The happiest moments known on earth are the duties, arduous as they are of the pastoral relation. God thus, as in the relation of a father, tempers toil and pleasure together. 
and accompanies most arduous labors with present and abundant reward. And, and that's, that's still though, that, that's still kind of the qualification on spending. I'm willing to even sacrifice to spend, but I'm getting something. I spend because I get something. I may not get something physical, but I get something. I spend. My wife did most of it, but we, so I'll say it this way. We spent for our kids. I, don't, I can't wear any of it. I'm now living what my dad lived. He used to give me a hard time for stuff I'd wear, and I'm now reaping what I sowed. And I'm also sowing what I reaped. I reaped a hard time before I ever deserved it, so now I'm re-sowing that. And I'm, I'm trying to be a good father because I'm, my dad was a good father too. He gave me a hard time, but he basically, as long as it was modest and appropriate, he let me wear it. Now I'm going. It's kind of funny, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, a month or two ago now, after service, I, I looked down and, and William and Timothy, they, 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 what, what do you all call it? Pension roll? Pen roll. Pen roll. They've got this brilliant new thing they're doing. Pen, pen roll. And I looked down and I'm like, oh my God. They, 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 the impression I got, and I may have been wrong, but the impression I got was they had discovered some great new thing. And I sat down on the chair beside them. You know how to do that? I'm like, of course I know how to do that. I wore my jeans like that for I don't know how long. We just had a different name. Same thing, different name. And then the youngest comes to me this evening. Dad, can you pen roll my pen? Sure. They're wearing ties that I wore in the 80s. But I would never wear now. I, Timothy has as many pairs of shoes as I think my daughters do. I'm like, dude, you need black, brown, and tennis shoes. That's it. That's all you need. We go out of town. We go to Mississippi for. He's got he's got a whole suitcase of shoes. Most of them you wouldn't catch me dead in. This dude's got camouflage shoes on with red laces tonight. That's my son. If you're a guest, how'd I get off on all that? Just had to vent for yeah. Just had to vent for a moment. Little flowers on their lapels, little, little flower things. 
Sorry, I know there's others of you that wear those, but I there was there was all kind of money spent on stuff that it's okay for them. But I do get something out of that. What I get out of that is the look on their face and the thanks and the excitement because it's not my style, but it's their style. So I spend, and, and, and I'm not the one walking away with the clothes, but I'm getting something. I'm willing to spend and sacrifice as long as I'm getting something. So Paul says, I'll incur expense. I'm preaching to some folks tonight. You got the first part down pretty good. I'll spend. I'm willing to spend because I'm going to get something. Sometimes the only thing I'm going to get back is a thank you, but that's something. My spending is because I'm going to get, but Paul said, I'm not just gladly going to spend, but I'm also willing to be spent. I'm going to go beyond giving what I have control over, and rather than controlling the currency, I'm going to become the currency. Rather than deciding what gets used for what, I'm simply going to give up control and be used for whatever. The word spent in the Greek means to exhaust by expending. It means to spend wholly. It means to use up. It means that there's nothing left. It means... That you spend me and it's not about what I can get. It means you do with me what you want to do, how you want to do, and there's no strings attached to it. I, I guess it's kind of my soapbox for the last little while, I guess. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry it is, although I guess I'm not sorry it is. Maybe I'm sorry for getting on it tonight in this wonderful holiday season, but I am, I am just, I am deeply stirred that we have made Christianity so much about us. It's about us. It's about what I can get. I'll come to church and spend my time to come to church with the expectation that somewhere throughout that service I'm going to get. I'll spend my time to come because hopefully I will get a touch. But you know what? We're not called just to live at the level of spending. And the greatest rewards and the, and the most deepest fulfillment doesn't come at the level of spending. It comes when you reach the point to say, I give up control of what I am used for, of how I am used and when I am used and where I am used, and I am not demanding that I get anything in return. I, I, I please, you know, I, I don't... I, Personally, some, I try not to think about. I don't know what everybody else does when you're in this position, but this, you know, this whole live streaming and everything out there now with technology, you don't have to be very skilled at all to know how to learn how to edit stuff. 
Man, you can chop out one single little phrase, totally twist it out of context. So I, I am at least, you may ignore this part, but I am going to say this part. I, 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 there, there's a new book out, The I Am Principle. If you haven't heard about it, I'm not going to say much more than, the de- than that is the details of it. The I am principle. And the I am principle is that when you say I am, whatever comes after that follows. So let me say for the record, I've not read the book. Let me say for the record, I will not waste my money to buy the book. So maybe there's something about it from my limited knowledge and understanding of it that I'm missing, but I don't think so because I watched a little bit of an interview with the author. I'm sorry, I only find one I am in the Bible. (laughs) And I am not him. (laughs) The I am principle is that, you know, you say, I am blessed, and so blessings are going to come. I am am skilled, and skills going to come. What? There's really not a whole lot of difference in some of the context content of modern uh, uh, of, of today's Christian writing than, the, than just simply the self-help shelf at Barnes and Noble. We're in the Christmas season, the time when the world sort of recognizes or seems to acknowledge that Jesus came to this earth, whether he came here at this point or not this time, that's not my point, but sort of acknowledging that he came. I got to tell you, he did not come just to make this life a whole lot better for you here and now. And there's too many people getting disillusioned with God because somebody sold them a bill of goods. You come to church, you give in the offering, you pay your tithes, and everything's going to be great. i got to tell you, I've come to church, I've paid my tithes, I've given an offering, and I've gone through some junk. And going to go through some more junk. And if all you're ever willing to do is spend, you're going to miss out. And you're going to become bitter and resentful towards God. Because at some point, He's not going to give you what you tried to buy. I put some big offerings in the, in the, in the, in the basket sometimes, and next thing I know, my bank account is bone dry. That's not what I bought with my seed. That's why some of you stop giving. You don't get what you want to get out of it. Oh my goodness, it's Christmas time. I'll spend. I want to go beyond what I'll spend. I want to go beyond what I'm willing to do with what I can control. And I want to reach the point, as Paul said, I am willing to be exhausted. I am willing for you to spend me wholly. I kind of think John the Baptist falls into that category a little bit. He was willing to spend. I'm willing that I'm not the one. I'm just preparing the way for the one. Because even though I'm not the one, if I'm the one preparing the way for the one, I'm probably going to get something out of that. 
got to be a little bit of kickback that comes. <laughs> I mean, if I'm willing to, to, to do what I'm doing and I'm willing to preach what I'm preaching and I'm willing to be what I am, but I, I know I'm not the one, but the one that's coming is the one and surely when he comes, he's going to appreciate me. I, I kind of think that John expected when Jesus came, he knew he wasn't the one, but I, I think he thought he was at least going to be the worship leader. I'm not going to be the preacher anymore, but I'm going to be the one that gets everything set up for him. I'm willing to do this because I'll get something in return. But when, when Jesus decides, okay, John, you've spent, now let me spend you. And he finds himself sitting in a prison, and this isn't what I paid for. This isn't going the way I anticipated or planned. John now has an issue. don't want to just spend, but to reach the point to say, spend me. You spend me. You spend me. If I get nothing out of it, spend me. If I get no benefits and rewards that I can see, spend me. My life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself. It, it seems to me that we oftentimes enter into ministry with a spending, a willingness to spend. And then at some point, God tries to transition us. Okay, you've spent and that's brought you this far. But the rest of the way, if I'm going to complete, if you're going to complete the journey, you've got to stop spending and just simply let me spend. So if I decide to spend you here, that's my prerogative. If I decide to spend you there, that's my prerogative. If I decide to stick you in my back pocket and save you. Barnes says this with regards to the statement, be spent. It means to be exhausted and worn out in my labor. So the Greek word means. Paul was willing that his power should be entirely exhausted and his life consumed in this service. I'm not here tonight to preach to you that you're supposed to be worn out and just beat down. That's not the, that's not what I'm communicating. That's not what that's not the message. Because I don't think God, if God is allowed to stay in control, I don't think when God gets done using somebody and 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 working through somebody's life that He leaves it as some kind of just junk heap to throw away. I don't think it's the will of God for you to give a lifetime of ministry only to end up battered and bruised and resentful and angry and mad about life. Some of us reach that point that God starts to spend. It's no longer us spending, but it's now God spending. We're not so sure we want to give up control to let Him spend. I don't remember if we started it with Elizabeth or once it was Elizabeth and Esther, but at some point there in the beginning, I think my wife, if I'm not mistaken, is the one that started it. She'd take them 
to the dollar store to buy presents for Christmas at Christmas time. You know, there, there was a lot of reasons for that, and I think one of the reasons was when you go to the dollar store, pick anything you want. Pick anything. If we go someplace else, we might have to argue about whether or not you can get that because you want to get that for somebody, but we're not willing to pay the price for it. But you go to the dollar store, have at it. Get anything from any shelf you want, no problem. Because the price is set. There's a lot of people, as long as the price is set, They're committed to living for God. But when he starts to increase what I have to spend, and then when he brings me to the point, am I willing to go beyond what I spend and now simply be willing to be spent? I'm not sure I want to give it all up for your control. I kind of like having some control. Acts chapter 20. Verse number 18, same one that said I'm willing to spend and be spent is the one that's being talked about here, the one talking. Verse number 18, it says this, And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia after what manner I have been with you at all seasons. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying and weight of the Jews. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks' repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem. I want you to notice what verse 22 says. Not knowing the things that shall befall me there. I am going bound to Jerusalem and I don't know what all's going to happen there. I'm not really sure everything that's going to take place when I get to Jerusalem. The funny thing to me is, Paul says in 22, I'm not sure what all's going to happen there, but that's not totally the truth. Because the next verse, he says, this is what I do know. I guess actually what he said was, I, I, I don't know all the things that are going to happen there, but here's what I do know. The Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city Saying, are you ready? You're already reading, so you're cheating. Bonds and afflictions abide me. I don't know everything that's going to happen, but what I do know that's going to happen is this. I'm going to be persecuted. I'm going to be dealing with some hard stuff. 
I go bound, he says. I'm not just, I'm not just going haphazardly, flippantly, but I go bound. I, I don't think he was going bound against his will because God doesn't violate our will. But he was surrendered to the point to say, I, I'm, I'm a slave. I'm committed to whatever my master wants. And so that there, I think what he was saying was there is no other option. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. The Living Bible says it this way, verse 22, And now I am going to Jerusalem, drawn there irresistibly by the Holy Spirit, not knowing what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit has told me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. Oh, you know how many of our lives would be transformed if we believed that one statement alone. Life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me. By the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about God's mighty kindness and love. I'm, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going bound in the Spirit, and I don't know everything that's going to happen there. No doubt some good things are going to happen. <laughs> I think most of the time what God has to do with us is He tells us the good things and leaves the bad out. Because if He told us the bad, like Paul knew, we'd be like Jonah. I'm going the opposite direction. I often... Think about, and I've preached it in different ways at different times, but, but, but you know, nobody signs up to be Stephen. Nobody joins the Antioch Ministerial License Program to become Stephen. Let me preach one message and then get killed for it. Nobody signs up for what Paul was talking about. I know what waits me. Brother, brother Shoots called me a couple of weeks ago, and he's he's going to Bishop. He's going to Pakistan next year, end of the year. Do a revival by design seminar. I want you to go with me. I, I laugh, literally. LOL. You won't go. I gotta get. I've never had an audible voice from God in my life, but if I ever go back to Pakistan, it'll be an audible voice. I just, I don't have what some of these folks have. I, I'm too much of a chicken on the inside. I bottom line, I know on one hand, I mean, it ain't safe in this country here anymore. I know that, but there is still some sense. 
know, Singapore, okay, a couple other places on my list, but some of them other places, that's Billy Cole territory. That's, that's Lee Stone King. Some of those guys. I'm, I'm, those, I'm those, you know, little bit of danger somewhere in the remote areas kind of guy, but nowhere near where I am. God, you you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do like Bishop does, pull out all kind of promises. Although I ain't got one that tells me I'm going to be alive to see the rapture, but <laughs> I'm sitting down in that airplane on the runway to leave here saying, to God, I know I got some, pro- I got some promises. I don't always believe them, but today I believe them. <laughs> I don't always fight the good fight with that sword, but I'm using it today. God, you got promise. I'm going to be back here at this very airport alive and well. I'm just hoping that Paul and some of them guys were like me. But they were kind of scared too. They just, they were in it before they knew it. So what else are you going to do? You're going to tell me in advance there's trouble? Oh. I, I, I got a couple of phobias. I guess they're phobias. Every time I get pulled over for a ticket, which is not that often, but every now and then. <laughs> I just had this phobia that somehow my name's going to come up for something. I didn't do, but it's going to come up. Several years ago, one of the last tickets I got... Not the last. I'm still still working on that last one. <laughs> one of the last. <laughs> Next October, hallelujah, I'll be free and clear. <laughs> I got pulled over coming back from Lexington Park, been down there on, on God's business. I had been doing God's business. I got pulled over right near the South River Golf Course, and it's like 1130 at night. It's dark. I mean, we're in a dark spot, and it's the county guy, he's behind me, he pulls, he comes up, he takes my license, takes my registration, he goes back, and and I'm sitting there, I'm like, dear God, this is taking a lot, this is the night. (laughs) I'm sitting there, and he's, he hadn't been back in a while, and next thing I know, looking up ahead of me, comes another set of lights. This is, he done called in backup. I'm not really joking. I'm telling you, I deal with this fear. I deal with it when I come back in the U.S. every time. They're going to they're gonna stick me in a room for some reason. I've been watching too much stuff on TV, I guess. I don't know. Finally, he came back up. This printer wasn't working, and he couldn't print the ticket. Like, man, you could have told me that 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Paul says, I know. I know some of the stuff I got to deal with and it's not going to be good. But I've given up control. And I'm willing to be spent. I'm willing not to just give so that I can get in return. But if you decide to spend me, 
And there's no great rewards that I get out of it. or There's no great kickbacks that come from it. I won't just spend, but I am willing to be spent. I don't know if I am principle's going to work for me or not. In fact, I know it's not because I've tried it already. I didn't need a book to try it. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. Things go wrong. Bad things happen. Why do bad things happen to good people? Anybody ever wondered that? Why does bad things happen to good people? That's that's the biggest question for Christians. Why do bad things happen to good people? They don't. Because there ain't none good. Bad stuff's going to happen. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. I'm not here tonight so that 2016 can be problem and pain free. I'm not paying my dues tonight. I don't know. I, I, I've tried. I, I be honest, I'm, I've been trying for several weeks now, man. I got it. Everybody had all, most churches have one. They got this great phrase. We, we did thy kingdom come. I've been trying to get one, man. Trying to get something. It's the beginning of the year. You got to have a positive phrase. Just got to have it. Going to be sweet 16, something, I guess. I don't know. There we go. Adam, can you help me out? Sweet 16, there we go. I'm spending. I'll spend. But somehow God bring us to the point that we are willing to go beyond spending. And I'm willing for you to spend However, whenever, wherever you choose. No no prerequisites, no qualifications, no strings attached. I'll gladly spend, but I will also be spent. I'm convinced the only way we as a body, or really anybody, any body of believers can ever truly become what God intends for that group of people to be is people have to go beyond just willing to spend. We've got to be willing to be spent. Because for God to truly be able to do what, how, when, where, I can't be spending with some strings attached for what I get. But I'm, I'm, I've been happy to spend, counted a great privilege to be able to be a part. I, I said it several times on my trip to Singapore. Thank you, God, for the privilege. I don't, I don't deserve this. I don't belong here. I've done nothing to be worthy of it. But thank you for the 
privilege of being a part of your kingdom and your work. I, I don't want it to just be about what I am willing to do. But whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, God, do it. I, I, I've, I think I say it probably every year, so let me go ahead and say it again this year. I, I don't think God puts quite as much stock into December 31st and January 1st as we do. I don't think it's quite as a big of a deal to him as it is to us. There's, we've all, all the adults at least, have lived long enough to know there's no magical change that takes place from 31 to 1. Suddenly everything becomes better. But I also do know that there are some things for us, at least in a natural way, I guess, but nevertheless there's some things for us that about the beginning of a new year just... It's a new beginning. It's a fresh start. I wonder if there'd be some folks here tonight that would be willing as we close out this last Sunday evening service of 2015. You'd be willing to tell God tonight. And I know some of you at times already have. I'm really not so sure you ever do it once and for all. I think every now and then you got to come back to a place and all over again you got to got to say it again you got to do it again. I know that there's people here tonight that you have spent greatly. You've spent greatly. But again, when I'm spending I'm I'm getting something even if it's just the satisfaction of fulfillment out of some things. I'm getting something. I wonder if there's anybody that'd be willing to join with me tonight and make a fresh and a new commitment to say, God, I'm not just willing to gladly spend, but I'm willing for you, whatever way you choose, willing to give up control, and I want you to spend. I want to leave. I want to be your currency, God. I want to be your currency that you can choose what you do with it, how you use it, where you use it, when you use it. I'm not going to demand or even expect something out of it. I'm not doing it for what I can get. But God, spend me. Spend me, God. Spend me. I could never. Can I tell some of you it's time? It's time for you in ministry. There's a lot of you that are involved in ministry, but really right now you're involved and it's still your spending. As long as it satisfies you or as long as it's within your parameters and your guidelines and, and, and it fits your schedule and fits your life, you're, you're willing to be involved, but you're spending. Can I tell you, I believe that in this place tonight, there is a call in the Spirit going out to say, will you go beyond spending? Are you willing for me to spend you? Just know.
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I could never, 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 never God, I've spent and I'm going to keep spending. I've spent and I'm not going to stop spending. But I don't want to just spend. I want you, God, spend me. I want you, God, to spend me. Hallelujah. I want to be currency. I want to be currency in your hand, God. That you do with me as you want to do. I want to be able to be like Paul, God, and even if I know there's adversity and struggles and hardship that awaits me, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to pursue. Never, 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 never. Still going to be compelled to do what it is you called me to do, God. In the name of Jesus. I want to live the way you want me to live, Lord. Not based on what I want. Not based on what I decide. Not based on what I choose. I want to give. I want to give. I want you to give through me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I could never, 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 you. I could never outgive you. Oh, yes, Lord. I want to live. I want to live how you want me to live. I want to live how you want me to live. Give the way you want me to give, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to love. Love till there's just no more love. I could never. Never out love the Lord. Oh, I want to I want to the way He wants me to live. I want to give. I want to give until there's just. No more to give. I want to love, love till there's just no more love. I could never, 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 never out love the Until there's just no more, no more to, to give. give. 
simple indicator of whether you're just willing to spend or if you've reached the point you're willing to be spent. When you're looking around at what others are doing or not doing, when you start comparing what others are doing compared to what you're doing or you're giving of yourself and you start noticing all those that aren't giving you're spending you're spending I think there's a place for spending Paul said I'll very gladly spend but I believe if you don't reach the point of going beyond being willing to spend to the place of being spent I think it's that gap between spending and being spent where bitterness starts to develop Where resentment starts to develop, where, where your, your perception starts to get skewed. You start to notice things and things that start to really bother you that didn't used to bother you. Because if I'm being spent, it really doesn't matter what you're doing or not doing. If I'm being spent, it doesn't matter the recognition or the acknowledgement. If I'm being spent, it really doesn't matter if anybody ever knows or not. Because I'm just available. Just for another moment and just your own words, and I know you've already, many of you have already been doing it. I, I know that, but just just for another moment or two here, would you just continue or maybe in a little different way, whatever, but just just express to Him available, God. Available. I don't need promises of only good things ahead for me to be willing to go, for me to be willing to do. Even if I know in advance there's some adversity and hardships and difficulties that await me, I'm, I'm going because I'm available for you to spend. In 
the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Comfort in the name of Jesus. That's what yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'll be willing to do. I'll be willing to do. How trade sunshine for rain. I'll give up my comfort for pain. That's what I'll be willing to do. Calling me from, from an old rugged tree, and it whispers, draw closer to me. Leave this world far behind. There are new heights to climb and a new place in me you will find. So, so whatever, if you would and you're willing to, would you stand and raise your hands and sing this as your prayer? Not as a song, but as a prayer. Not as a song, but as a commitment from your heart, a desire of your heart. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, whatever it takes for my will to break, that's what I'll be willing. Trade sunshine, sunshine for, for rain. I'll give up oh, comfort for pain. That's what. That's what I'll, I'll be, willing. be willing to do. For my, my will, will to break. 
sake of your kingdom, for the sake of your purpose, spend us, God. For the sake of a lost and a dying world, God, spend us. For the sake of perishing souls, God, spend us. Spend us for what you see fit. Spend us, God, how you see fit. In the name of Jesus Christ, In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, praise God. God bless you. Pray that you have a safe and a blessed week. In Jesus' name. My dreams and my plans. For I'm placing, I'm placing my whole life in your hands. Oh, if you call me today to a land far away, oh, I'll go and you're. I'll be willing to do.